The following podcast is a Bostic Media production. She's a lifestyle blogger extraordinaire. Fantastic. And he's a serial entrepreneur. A very smart cookie. And now Lauren Everts and Michael Bostic are bringing you along for the ride. Get ready for some major realness. Welcome to the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Aha! Happy New Year. Happy New Year. 2018 made it another year in the books. Welcome back to the Skinny Confidential Him and Her Show. Today we have Jillian Michaels on the show. For the few of you who don't know who Jillian Michaels is, we will be doing a detailed intro to follow. On this episode, we discuss her journey on The Biggest Loser, building and sustaining a personal brand, authenticity, life as a public figure, diet advice, and bad diet advice, and what life is like with young kids. For those of you who are new to the show, I am Lauren Everts, the creator of The Skinny Confidential. I started the blog seven years ago while attending San Diego State University. I was bored as shit and wanted a place to connect women everywhere. I actually was in a sorority for five seconds and they told me that it was $800 a semester. So I thought, screw it and started my own online with women everywhere. And then the Skinny Confidential idea came into play. And seven years later, here we are. It's a YouTube channel, podcast, obviously, community, and book. And I'm Michael Bostick. I'm an entrepreneur and business owner. I have developed and helped to develop multiple brands over the last 10 years. I thrive on operating businesses and helping businesses grow. Ready to kick the shit out of 2018. I know. I know. Everyone's ready to kick the shit out of it. Um, new year, new me, Lauren. You know? A lot of Instagram stories, a lot of Instagrams on recaps of 2017. And I feel like tomorrow it's time to wake up, have a huge cup of coffee, get on the treadmill, return some emails, and get to work. But don't you think that's how it should be every day? Yeah. You know. I know. But tomorrow's like the day. I have a real rough time with resolutions. Why? Because you kept asking me to do a resolution. I don't have any resolutions. I just want to keep going, keep kicking ass, keep staying on the same path. You know, if you if you need a change of a calendar to get yourself motivated, you got to start looking inward and figuring out what, what what the problem is to begin with. That's interesting because I have some resolutions for you. I actually have a list. Oh, you can do my resolutions. What are my resolutions? A resolution. Every single day, mint tea by the bed on coffee warmer. I've been doing that be- since before 2018. You've been making a mistake that I haven't told you until right now live on the podcast. What's the mistake? You forgot to actually turn the coffee warmer on and I haven't wanted to break your heart about it. Well, that's an epic fail, isn't it? Anyways, it's the thought that counts. <laughs> I actually haven't told you that because I don't want to hurt your feelings. All right, so good. One resolution down. Another resolution is that you should be walking your dogs every day. Yes or no? Yes. Okay. You know, though, the reason we stopped and slowed that down is there was that hep A outbreak down here in San Diego. Excuses are like assholes. And Everyone has one. I'm not trying to drag all that stuff into the house. They had to scrub the streets down. We talked about that a few weeks back. There was like this whole crazy outbreak down. You can Google it. We don't have to go back into it. But that's why the dogs have been neglected because we can't be dragging Hep A into the house. You know what I mean? You just can't do it. I mean, I'm here for you giving them a bath every single day. All right. So we really liked this episode, this interview, I should say, with Jillian. We got along really well. She is so funny and so cool and so down to earth. It's kind of incredible. Yeah. So I just don't want to waste too much time right now bickering back and forth about 2018. I just want to get right into it. But before we do, let's go into the him and her tip of the week. Okay. All Are right. you going to turn my coffee thing on though tomorrow? Yeah. That'll be, I'll, <laughs> 10-4. Okay. All right. Okay. So I'll go first. My tip of the week um, is something, it's actually some things um, that I've been doing and that I'm going to start trying to do. Uh, a lot of people journal. A lot of people, you know, keep a notebook or they write in a journal or they write their thoughts down or their goals or their gratefuls, whatever. There are two tools that came out. One came out last year, I believe, and it's from our friend, friend of the show, Ryan Holiday, and author Lauren and I both really look up to and like. He's been on the show. I can't remember which episode, but the title of the episode is Ryan Holiday. You can find it. And he's written four best-selling books, five now maybe. And about a year ago, he came out with a book called The Daily Stoic, which is 366 meditations on wisdom, perseverance, and the art of living. So basically what this journal is, is it's a daily quote from a Stoic, whether it's Seneca or Marcus Aurelius. And you go through and you read each, you read a page each day. So 
each day of the, of the year, you go and you read this page, and it'll tell you, like, okay, here's, here's a quote from a Stoic, and then they'll him and his um, co-author, which is named Stephen Han- Hanselman, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, go in and they break down their interpretation of what that quote means. So I've been reading this pretty much every day for the last year in 2017. But what I like to do is then write my notes on that page and kind of like do my own reflection. It helps me kind of clear my thoughts. But so what he, and, and so I've been doing that all year long and I, and I recommend doing that. So you can find that on Amazon River. It's called The Daily Stoic. But this year, recently he came out with The Daily Stoic Journal, and it's 366 days of writing and reflection on the art of living. And so it's basically the the same concept as you read a little bit of Stoicism and then you journal. And he has it broken down into morning reflections and evening reflections. So for example, today, January 1st, he has a quote up at the top that says, what things are truly in my control? And then you reflect on them in the morning and the evening. So I guess my tip is, is whether you use these tools or not, to start journaling, start writing, help, helps you get your thoughts out on paper, helps you get your thoughts clear, helps you break down things that are maybe troubling you or that you're having issue with. And it's also kind of a meditative practice. So I've been doing it for about a year now, and it's helped me a lot. It's helped me get focused and helps me get clear. So I'm recommending it to all of you guys. And these two tools are great tools to get started if you're not already doing it. So check out The Daily Stoic and The Daily Stoic Journal by Ryan Holiday. And he really does write in it every day. Whenever I'm cleaning your office, I try to sneak a peek. You know what's messed up, though? You're not supposed to go in and read my personal journals. Well... I can't help it. What can I do? I'm nosy. Okay, the her tip. So my her tip is chlorophyll. I was first introduced to chlorophyll water by a TSC reader, Erica. She's urban chicness on Insta. And basically, I had major altitude sickness. I've talked about this before a lot, but I wanted to go into detail. So I was bitching about my altitude sickness on Snapchat, actually, and she messaged me and told me that chlorophyll in water would really help the situation. What it does is it helps you capture oxygen in your lungs, so it's a real win when you're skiing in Aspen, especially when Michael decides to throw you on a double black diamond. Or skiing anywhere. Yeah, skiing anywhere, but the situation, it was really needed because of the double black diamond. So chlorophyll is a green pigment naturally produced by plants and algae. It's critical for photosynthesis, which is produced by sunlight and is converted into chemical energy. Some science for you. It helps support the body's detoxification process and has been traditionally used as an internal deodorizer which I feel like I just need in general. And a cool fact, it's even been known to be used in hospitals, like in their IVs for pain and swelling. It's only natural that green sunshine should bring you energy. Taking chlorophyll in a capsule, powder, or liquid form will bring you an instant boost of energy and vitality because of its blood health improving qualities. So it cleanses and rejuvenates your body at a cellular level, according to the chalkboard. So let's get specific. Liquid form is my preference. You can easily throw chlorophyll drops into your morning smoothie or take it with other vitamins. I actually like to take mine in the liquid form and I like to put it in my water bottle. It's so easy and quick. You just do a couple drops of it. Um, I'm intense, so I do like 25 to 30 drops. I put it in a water bottle. I shake it up. Sometimes I'll do ice and water with it. Um, You can kind of do you here. So let's showcase why you need chlorophyll. So like I said, it's an energy and immunity booster, hormone balancer, and fabulous detoxifier. It's filled with vitamins, minerals, and essential fatty acids too. One of my favorite benefits about it is that it promotes digestive health. So if you guys have gut issues, drink up. And Thrive Market came to my rescue again. I feel like this is a theme with Thrive Market. It's just the most efficient problem solver on the planet. For those of you who don't know, Thrive Market is an online marketplace that's delivered straight to your door. The best part is that you can shop by diets. So right now I'm kind of off meat. I'm doing the whole pescatarian thing so I can shop how I'm eating. Thrive kind of curates the experience for you. They're offering to give all TSC, him and her listeners, $60 of free organic groceries plus free shipping and a 30-day trial. All you guys have to do is use the URL thrivemarket.com slash skinny. That's thrivemarket.com slash skinny. Okay, so they also have chlorophyll. So we're going to bring my point full circle. The brand that they have is only $7. Very excited about that. 
The creator of the chlorophyll brand had a sick wife, and when traditional medicine failed, he ventured into the Native American healing philosophy and tapped into the power of plants that were growing near his Arizona home. To his surprise, the methods ended up being successful and his wife's health improved to the point where she was able to live another 25 years. So it's really incredible. He was so inspired by this victory that he founded his company. No surprise that there's this backstory, guys, because Thrive Market always does their research. Their products have been so vetted, you know this, so you're only shopping with the best of the best. I have to say, too, I used my own code to buy the $7 chlorophyll, which is kind of amazing. This brand that I like is Minty. So it's just like your five-second green juice for seven bucks every day. And I should mention that it's actually green. Like it will turn your water green, which is, it's fun. It's fun. I sometimes like to just, you know, add it to Michael's beer. That's not a joke. I'll just put it in his beer while he's drinking it. Uh, St. Patrick's Day every day, right, babe? Yep. So as you can see, Thrive Market is a thing. I'm totally here for it. What's cool is that the price is already 25 to 50% below retail and they cut out the middleman. And like I said, they're offering $60 of free organic groceries. Thrive also carries my favorite vegan marshmallows called Dandies, some Aztec healing clay, which is amazing. I've talked about this before. It's $4 on Thrive. I'm telling you guys, this mixed with raw apple cider vinegar and it's the best mask totally tightens everything. And Thrive also has avocado oil, which is like my new thing. It's so good on salads. You have to try it. And if you're a cracker person, you have to try Mary's crackers. They're filled with fiber and they were actually recommended by Tanya of the F Factor. Try them with lemon and hummus. I even add a side of grapes and the crackers have like healthy ingredients like seeds. You will be addicted. Again, Thrive Market is giving all TSC, him and her listeners, $60 of free organic groceries plus free shipping and a 30-day trial. This is a perfect way to start the new year. All you have to do is use the URL thrivemarket.com slash skinny. That's thrivemarket.com slash skinny. Happy shopping, guys. Do yourself a favor and get some chlorophyll. Jillian Michaels is a very famous personal trainer, businesswoman, author, and television personality. Michaels is very much known for her appearances on NBC, particularly The Biggest Loser and the talk show The Doctors. She's been featured on The Skinny Confidential twice, and I actually had to tell her when I met her how kind she was, because when I was first starting The Skinny Confidential out, she came on the blog. Such a cool thing. So if she's not inspiring enough, she recently launched a new app called Essentially. The app's goal is to let Jillian be your trainer. The app is super interactive and you guys can personalize your workouts. Also, there's an easy, medium, and hard option, which is always nice. She's giving all TSC readers a free seven-day trial. You guys can get this on the Skinny Confidential. All you do is Google the Skinny Confidential Jillian Michaels app and a post will pop up. Use the link at the bottom of the post and start sweating. We'll leave the link in the show notes too. I also have to shout this out. So many times people you admire are maybe not what you think, but I have to tell you guys again, Jillian Michaels is so funny. I want to have a glass of red wine with her. She's down to earth. She's humble and just very, very likable. I just needed to call that out. Uh, Michael and I were floored by her coolness. She's probably one of the coolest people we've interviewed. And if sure. that's not enough, she's also a black belt, so she could kick your ass. So let's welcome the businesswoman, author, trainer, mom, TV personality, and philanthropist to the Skinny Confidential, Him and Her Show. This is the Skinny Confidential, Him and Her. Trust me, no, it's not. Why? 40 is soul crushing. Why? Because you truly, you will truly understand the concept of being a crunched generation at that point because you'll have, potentially have young kids and aging parents, and the business that you're like, this is awesome. I will have that many more people to create that many more problems. Wow, that's it's such ex- good advice. It's exactly what you're talking about, and you're just like, oh my fucking god! And all you'll do all day long is feel like you're playing defense. And the days of playing offense of like attacking being, things being every single lean, day, you know? yeah, being lean and being able to pivot and being able to be aggressive without taking all these people down with you if you make a mistake so like right now take advantage of every second and don't let anyone lie to you and tell you it gets easier it gets harder so enjoy every moment and as much as you can build now and save so that it will be a little easier when as you get older 
is the way to play it. Do you feel like with social media too, I feel like you've had to evolve before and after social media. There's even more to do. What, I can what get year you. did you like, what did you start? Do you, do you think the start? Like, I don't the biggest say, loser of, of being a public figure. Being a public figure. Yeah. yeah that's a good way to put it. Um, God, I was 30, thir- I was 30. So 13 years ago. Wow. So yeah. Biggest Loser was the first way that you kind of got out there? As a public figure, yeah. And yeah. what were you doing before you were a public figure? I owned a sports medicine facility. Like, I actually am a trainer, which I know is shocking. <laughs> I'm, like, certificated. I actually trained people. It was a whole thing back then. Um, I, and uh, I'd been doing that since I was 17. I had, like, a three-year period where I got a, re- a, quote, real job. Never made less money. Never been more miserable. Um, got back into it at 27, so 17 to 24, 24 to 27, desk job at a talent agency, hated it, 27 to now, back into training, and so, yeah, I ended up on Loser at 30. Have you always had this big, charismatic personality for television? God, I, I love you for saying that. Um, I think that I definitely just don't give a fuck. Uh-huh. And I didn't set out to be a public figure, so I didn't give a fuck when I got on the show. And am I allowed to swear? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thanks, fuck, guys. Okay. Fuck yeah. Thanks, buddy. Okay. So, um, you know, I <laughs> perfect. I I had a you know I had a business. I yeah. was, and I, I'll never forget. Like I was fighting with the producers because I didn't like the way they were treating the contestants. Season one, which was such a foreshadow. And the one guy was like, you're never going to work again. I was like, well, you're going to call every fucking soccer mom and tell them not to hire me? Fuck you, man. <laughs> I mean, it just, it was like. But don't you think it's, and I don't want to say it's been easy because definitely like what you've done has not been easy. But don't you think it's been easier just being yourself the whole time? Because you never had to, you never had to act like anything else. You just are who you are. And I feel like that's, I feel like the best people are just like, like you said, they don't authentic. give a fuck. Authentic. They're and they just authentic. do what they want. And then you can't really stop that. No, you can't. And I think it gives you staying power because even if they don't like you, at least they know they can trust you. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's something significant. It's like, well, I don't like her, but at least they know you're not full of shit. You believe what you're saying, even if they don't agree with it. And when you're, okay, um... Have you guys ever read Seth Odin's Purple Cow? Yeah, I just finished it. Of course you book. did. Of course you did. Yeah. Huge reader. And, and we to, just talked about it the other day on the show. Of course of course he did. So my belief is that if you're authentically yourself, you're inherently a purple cow because no one else can be you. You can't duplicate it. Exa- exactly my point. That's yeah. very true. So you are a purple cow. As are you. Exactly. Thank, thank you very much. Can you explain to the audience what yeah. that means? I, I Just so anyone who hasn't read the book. We'll try to put it in a nutshell here. It's basically like the, the analogy he uses is that like I, I think he was driving with his family exactly. and then he saw a herd of uh, purple, like not purple cows, he saw a herd of cows. Okay. And at the beginning when they saw, they're like, oh my God, that's so exciting. Look at all these cows. And they kept driving by it. And after time, like, oh, the cows. And then like they got to the, they kept going and it was, it got boring. Right, because they're seeing the same thing, everything. So he was making the analogy that if you're a purple cow and you're in a huge herd of cows, that stands out and it's something you'll remember, it's something you'll talk about, it's something that right. other people can't duplicate. That's like the you, whole. It's remarkable. Yeah. It, it, remarkable, as in you will remark upon it. Yeah. So and that is so difficult to do because for you, what's interesting about how you've broken out is that, sure, the the playing field, the point of entry is greater. But the playing field is like anybody can get on it. It is so much harder to break out. Whereas for me, the point of entry was tiny. But once I was on the field, I was alone. Yeah, you, I was alone. I mean, honestly, what you've done fucking, though from the biggest loser go. is insane to me. Like I want to. It's wanted, a lot harder for you to do what you've done though now. Oh my gosh, it's kind of like than, bands than what I did. Like exactly. bands back in the day. Like now, like you could if you're a band, you have to put all your stuff on Spotify yep. and SoundCloud and all these places, and you're up against the world basically. But back in the day, someone discovered you. It's like they discover you and five other people. So you have the opportunity to just go boom. But here's what's different about you. exactly right. Is that I think you entered an industry that was really heavy on the males. Yeah, that's true. So what did you do there? Um, Well, ironically, uh, women will respond to um, a more masculine form of fitness, whether it's like a TRX or you know, CrossFit, still believe it or not, the majority of CrossFitters skew female, which is crazy to me. Um, but women will work out with male trainers. They'll go to boxing gyms. Guys don't work out with women. So, you know, it's like, yeah, you had Gunnar Peterson and Harley Pasternak and, 
um, those guys that were like the big celebrity trainers. And then there just wasn't, you know, the women in that space were much older. So there was like Denise Austin and Kathy Smith. There was no young female in the space. And it was between myself and Jeanette Jenkins, who's amazing, um, for Biggest Loser. And I ended up being lucky enough to get the job for better or for worse, but I wouldn't be here with you today had I not got it. So you have to be grateful. Um, and, and I was the only girl on the field. So yeah, there was one tiny little point of entry, but once I got through it, it was wide open for me. And what was it like filming the biggest loser? You're on the show. Like you're completely just pushed out to millions of people. How was that? Can you, can you go to lunch after that without getting attacked? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, without a doubt, especially because we live here, right? So no one cares. Nobody right. gives a shit out here. Yeah, no one cares. Um, you know, it depends also on what part of the country you're in. Like, New York's the best or, like, the Northeast. Because they'll just be like, hey, love you, hey. You know, and keep, keep get, get on their way. So they'll, like, say something lovely or whatever and, and be on their way. Um, here, people specifically, and I'm, I'm sure you've experienced this, go out of their way in L.A. to, like, let you know that they're totally unimpressed by you. They're like, I don't really watch TV. I, I'm like, then what? Fuck off. Like, what? <laughs> it's so bizarre. Like, they'll come up to you and tell you they don't watch TV. I'm like, what What are you? Get the fuck out of here. It's so odd. And then in the middle of the country, like, it's tough when you're with your kids. Because, like, I've taken, I take my kids on business trips and I tend to, like, rotate one at a time. And... That part's only hard because it's like I was in a candy shop with my son. Um, then it just, it was like. Do the kids uh, not like it? Or is it just like you're like, you you're just doing your family moment. focus on them. That yeah. part's hard. Like the other day I was, um, oh my God, we were in a Sephora buying stocking uh, stuffers for Heidi, my partner Heidi. And my son put on blue lipstick and it was fucking everywhere you know those testers so it's like you know he's covered in blue lipstick and i'm like trying to get it off of him we have to get going and someone's like can you take a picture and i was like just 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 give me a second like literally it was everywhere and like that part and is a bit of a pain but you know whatever that's the only part about it that's tough is when you have kids you're like i just need a minute like i i just that's the only part of it. It's exhausting. You don't want to complain about it. Yeah. But when you're with your kids, you're like, it, that becomes a little more sacred. That's the well, only time it, I can like, be a little bitchy. But I did take the picture. And it's like, what's <laughs> it like navigating that? Because you don't want someone to come and say like, hey, what a bitch, right? Yeah. You, want to, you want people to be like, wow, what a nice person. But at the same time, yeah. it's like there's a personal boundary. People are not great with that, which I'm sure you've had the people that are like, you know, the golden rule for this is like, Pay your compliment, shake a hand, have a moment, right? But if that individual is with their family or their kids or in the middle of something, you know, be respectful. If they're in the middle of dinner, like, go up, say hello, that's lovely, have a moment, but don't sit there. So where do you work out? And you're like, I'm in the middle of a business dinner. Don't sit down and pour do yourself you, a glass yes, of wine. Like, I've, I've had that happen like a million times and I'm like, I don't mean to be a bitch. This is what I say to Michael. I don't, like, I, I don't need your whole life story. It's just, right? I mean, and you don't want to be rude, but there is a boundary where you just can politely be like, I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm right in the middle of dinner, but it's just a pleasure to meet you. Would you like a picture? You know, so you can kind of just, okay, here we go. You probably are a pro at it. How did you go from from the biggest loser to building what you have now? Like I wanted did you know that you were going to use the biggest loser as a foundation to build a brand or was it something that you fell into? Like how did you go about that? Well, um okay, so at at uh, I owned a sports medicine facility and at that time the way to push out your particular methodology of fitness and to build a fitness brand was to be a quote celebrity trainer and have tips in like okay magazine right and um and at that time it was a Gunnar Peterson and a Harley Pasternak and what have you so I ended up one of the guys I worked with at this talent agency was a client at my gym and he mentioned biggest loser to me and I was like really I mean the biggest loser and reality tv you know it's debatable whether it still is just is void of any kind of redeeming qualities and that was when things like the swan this is so what do you mean by that i remember swan i remember swan it's just totally like how do we exploit people how do we humiliate them for the sake of entertainment okay like the swan and Mm -hmm. things of and i just i just i don't i've never watched reality tv so the fact that i would end up being a quote reality tv personality is shocking to me um 
because it's kind of antithetical to like everything that I am. But, you know, so I went in and I think it was my attitude where I was like, you know, I was very laissez-faire about it because I was like, why is the show called The Biggest Loser? And they're like, oh, no, it's going to be it's going to be totally inspirational. And it wasn't it. it they intended it absolutely 100 percent to humiliate people. And then season one, when people lost weight, like we had a guy lose 100 pounds in three months, which at that time, you know, was like, <gasps> it was amazing. Yeah. It was amazing at the day. Yeah. It was no one had ever seen it before. Then then the producers were like, wow, oh my God, like, wonder if we have a weight loss brand here. And that's kind of how it started. Um, but I had been told like, oh, this is going to really help you blow out your gym. So at that time, I thought that I would brand um, my gym, Sky Sport and Spa, into something like a Curves. Why okay. do I think that Sky Gym has uh, Jackie Warner? Because I it's sold it to Jackie Warner. Got That's it. why. Okay, I, I knew that I had seen Sky used to have a reality show. Were you on that? Nope. No, okay. I sold okay. it to Jackie. Got it. She made it a reality show. Got it. Okay. And unfortunately destroyed the business. <laughs> but I wasn't an owner anymore, so <laughs> there you have it. Water under the bridge. <laughs> Water under the bridge, exactly. So you had so you went on to brand that gym? I would, thought I was going to. Okay. Um, And then I realized that the brand was going to be me, the person. And, uh, I had an agent, I ended up hiring a licensing agent who became my business partner. Um, sounds a lot like your relationship, except we're platonic and <laughs> we're more like brother and sister. Not sleeping together. Husband and wife, right. <laughs> not sleeping together. Um, and, uh, so he really had a mind for business and I was capable of doing what I do best, which is, you know, helping people get healthy and together we had a vision and worked to build that. And he looked at like Rachel Ray. What is Rachel to food? What is Susie Orman to money? Because remember, this is 13 years ago. What is Martha Stewart to homemaking? What was Oprah Winfrey to lifestyle? That's what our goal was for me with fitness and health. Um, and the world changed so much in the last 13 years that, you know, we got some of it done, but not all of it done because those platforms and those traditional pathways changed, obviously, yeah. dramatically. And it's my fault because I didn't pivot fast enough. I look at you as like such an an icon and, and a role oh, model. I don't sweet. know. I think you're pivoting so fast. I feel like you've built like. Like, so what do you, yeah, what do you, what do you I don't where do you think you did I don't know what you mean into. when you say that. I'm a different generation, right? And I've learned so much from millennials for the better. Um, I find them actually to be, I find them to be so liberating and refreshing. Um, And I find that the reason people bag on millennials is because millennials didn't buy into that same bullshit of this is what you should do because those avenues weren't available. So they found a way and jumped the line and everybody else is pissed about it. And I'm like, God damn it, that was brilliant. (laughs) It's brilliant. Well, what's interesting is like I think Lauren and I are like right on the cuff, right? 30, 31 years old. No, and you're so, flat out millennials. We, no. Yeah, but I think like when no, you- No, millennial. 37 is the cuss. But when you see our younger sisters and, and generation, like they, like they're so far ahead of us in terms of their technology. It's insane. Yeah, I feel like they, um, like when we go to them now, we're like, okay, what's the cool thing to do? Like there's, there's stuff we know, but they only, they grew up with all this stuff. Like the internet, basically Facebook came out the okay. first year we got to college. Right. Okay. So, I see what you're saying. They've grown up with it. Like they, they're on Snapchat. They're on Instagram. Like all through high school, all through middle so school. We, I guess what we're saying is we look at them. Like I guess you're looking at us. Everyone's okay. looking at everyone. But like the that. way that I, the way that I look at your generation, right? So for me, when I look at social media, that wasn't the way Xers handle things. Like you take a picture of yourself, you post it, you're an asshole. Like you were an asshole. You yep. were like. A conceited asshole. Like that, it was, you were an asshole. Like I just could not wrap my head around social media. I was like, I I don't, like this is my perfect life or this is my perfect. And even though that isn't necessarily the way to be successful, so much of it was that and I just couldn't get behind it. And my business partner was like, you have to do it. You have to do it. And I was like, bullshit. Everybody on YouTube wants to be on NBC. Boy, has that flipped. Yeah. Nobody watches NBC. Everybody watches YouTube. And i that's what I mean by my lack of vision and my obstinance to really comprehending that medium. And now when I look at millennials, 
they like they're like here's a picture of me and all the other ones are like you look great like it's just so different and it's so much more you know what i think cooperative. it is cooperative yeah that's the word i think a lot of i think maybe in when when you were coming up in your industry there's like a lot of competition right and since you only have that yeah it's vicious Women i think people bitchy to each other yeah mm-hmm. like the only way that I think we've grown and that she's grown is by collaboration. And I right. think people realize that, okay, it's the internet. Like, you're not going to corner the internet. I used to have a marketing business with a, with a buddy of mine. And I just, I always told him, like, you don't have to be worried about someone coming into Google. Like, it's the world, right? You're not, you're not segmenting to 20,000 people in this market. You're segmenting to hundreds of millions of people. You're not going to corner that market. So it's okay to collaborate. It's not two gas stations next to each other competing. You're competing with the That's world. That's a perfect way to say it. And I think it also has to do when you say, when people are like, you look great, it's community. It's, you're having this community on the internet in this corner of community. But, but to me, you have a community that wants to support you and come on and say you look great. I, it's a little bit different though. And, and, um, so what's interesting is on Instagram, my audience skews younger. So they're the 24 to 30, 25 to 34, just a little more than the 34 to 40, whatever it is, 45 or that next 10 years. Um, on Facebook, it skews a little older. older. And it depends on which medium I'm speaking to the audience in, but there's never a moment, like if I turn around, our, our Xers are this self-deprecating generation to a fault. And I've learned so much from millennials that instead of just negating everything, which is what you were taught to do and made you likable and quote, down to earth and relatable, <laughs> yeah. even if you didn't think that you, even if you were like, I fucking crushed that, you would never say, I, you'd be like, oh, it was okay. There was room for improvement. And you, and you just, it was just what you kind of had to do. Millennials have taught me to be like, just at least find the middle ground of like, thanks. I feel good about it. And I, and I've, as I put my toe in that water, I'm like, water's fine. Everything's okay. It's, it's fascinating the way that if you, if you can stay open and learn, you know, from both generations can learn from each other. That's how I've managed to begin evolving our brand into more of a d- digital media and so now we're working with Apple and Google and Amazon and the days of NBC are done. Yeah. Done. No, we had a we had a big YouTuber on the show the other day and she the, her goal was to be a, an actress, big actress. She wanted to be in movies, one of these shows and now her YouTube videos are getting like 20 million views, 14, right. 15 million views and I'm like and I so I asked her I was like why do you think it's just in your head that that was your goal? Because you, you're getting more views than what any of these shows are getting now yep. on your, by yourself. Easily. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I want to know more about about how you're taking younger kids and bringing them on your app. Are you utilizing Instagram because you said it's younger? Are you yeah. going for Facebook and going older? Both. What are, what are you doing with the app? You're doing both. Both, but the way that we're... Um, discussing our marketing strategy for next year because we just launched it in the beginning of this year and didn't want to put a ton of money behind it because I've learned my lesson with this is let's say you put a ton of money behind it you get a bunch of people to sign up and they don't like it they don't come back and they leave that's it now you get one chance you blow that chance there is not a second chance it's far less forgiving so again this is where it's more difficult for you guys, your generation, right? So we kind of, we're like, all right, we're, we become the fast follower, which you will completely appreciate. So in business, you know, we used to be the first, right? We'd run into the brick wall, knock ourselves bloody, and then somebody else would watch and be like, great idea. I see now where they went wrong. Let me tweak that. And they would sail through the hole that we made in the brick wall. So this time we're like, let's start it. Let's watch what everyone else is doing wrong. Let's see what everyone else is doing right. And now we're like, we've got a rock solid offering. Like Google and Apple gave us best app of 20, best one of the best apps of 2017. It's awesome. So now we're looking at strategy to market. And I literally got on the phone with this, um, company that manages ad spend and I was like I want women (laughs) give me women of every ethnicity from 25 to 45 and the reality is I only want 25 year olds to see 25 year olds and you can tell me it's wrong all day long but if I can get them to the platform and I can get a 45 year old to the platform I won't get them a 25 year old won't see a 45 year old and be like yeah I'm gonna do that 
And a 45-year-old won't see a 25-year-old and go, yeah, that's for me. If I can get them both there and then they happen to cross paths and say, oh my God, you're doing that too, then I can almost hide the spinach of the like, it's for everyone. But yeah, I'm very carefully marketing to each demographic in a unique way on a different platform with a specific message. And it's, it's different for every single one. So what can someone expect if, say, they're 25 years old? What can they expect when they go on the app? What's, like, walk me through when they get there to when they're done? Of course. Well, the cool thing about the app is that you can utilize technology to personalize someone's program. And it's the first time I've ever been able to bring a product to the masses where you can be a personal trainer. Because that's truthfully what I am. I was a personal trainer, like one-on-one. That's how I would work with someone. And you put a workout in the world, it's it's finite. You know, you can say, here's a modification and here's a progression, but you cannot say, oh, your knee is bothering you. Oh, in real time, that's too hard. Oh, you only have 10 minutes. Oh, you don't have this equipment. So you sign up to the app. You can take fit tests so that we can monitor like your progress. You take weekly selfies if you choose to or not. You can pick a program of which there are 15 right now. So there are, you know, I want abs, I want legs, I want booty, I want upper body. I just had a baby. I'm getting ready for my wedding. I want to run a 5K. We're adding yoga and kickboxing all in the next year. There's a 90-day weight loss program. There's a last 10 pounds program. So you have options to choose all of those. And in real time, you can see each workout, play your own music, say it's too easy or it's too hard, and the algorithm will automatically default to the moves I program to progress or modify. You can go and you can select a workout generator. So you can say, I just want a one-off, just train me today. I want a total body workout. I just want cardio. I want only lower body. I have 10 minutes. I want 45 minutes. I want it to be hard. I need it to be easy. And I can literally create your workout because there are over 600 exercises right now and each one is programmed. So I would say like, this is a level two exercise, and this can go into either total body or upper body. And is it you doing the workout with them or is it all is of it? Me. It's, it's so you're, me. you're kind of like doing the workout with them, talking to them the entire time. So I talk you through it. I coach you through it. I can modify or progress it for you. If you need it, you tell me exactly what you want. That every move is demoed. And so you customize your program or your workout in real time. And what about eating? So there are five different meal plans. Okay. Um, Food for me is very much like a religion in that I respect everybody's personal choices, but there are two universal rules you cannot get around. Number one, you cannot overeat, period. I don't care what you, what someone's told you. I don't care if it's avocados and walnuts. Like If you overeat it, you'll gain weight. So the amount of food you eat matters. And the quality of the foods you choose matters. So if you want to be paleo, that bacon needs to be organic. Sorry, it's just it's it just does. And if you want to be vegan, you you cannot eat soy. You got to get your nutrients from clean sources. So, there are five different meal plans, both quality foods, both controlled with calories, and then it creates recipes based on your choice of macronutrient ratio as in vegan, paleo, keto, gluten-free, omnivore, and so So going on. into this health stuff now, because we, we haven't touched this at all. It's dense. Sorry. It's, it's so dense. No, it's, it's really like, good. I love it. What do you think? <laughs> I, I don't even want to go into like this, but what do you what do you say, the, what do you think the biggest or the worst advice that you hear people God. giving to people? Because you've been at this a very so long much. time now, and you've seen <laughs> so everything. Much. It's staggering. It feels like three things that you hear all the time that people are panicking. <sighs> it's like, let me pull advice. out my scroll. I know. <laughs> it always involves diet, because bad advice with diet can really take somebody down a shitty path where they can not only not get results, but they can damage their metabolism in the process. Metabolism in the process. And when you're making sacrifices and you're not getting results, it's so discouraging. And it, it makes people believe that it just can't be done. And that's why taking informed action is so important because it yields those results that keep you motivated. And that's the how-to of believing in yourself more or having these small successes. So bad advice about like fasts and cleanses and ketones <laughs> is just dangerous shit. 
So now it's the keto diet, which is basically Atkins from the 80s, reskinned and marketed to a millennial generation. I feel like everything's another version of something that's already been before. So I'm like, I guess I'm looking for something that's been consistent for you. You're exactly right. So what is consistent would be common sense with your food choices, not overeating. And, you know, the most dangerous advice is anything involving a fad diet, whether it's a master cleanse, a keto diet. Uh, I mean, again, if you're vegan for ethical reasons, like I get it, but the reality is it just, it's not the healthiest. Plant-based is fantastic, but we still need as humans some animal-based protein, particularly as a woman, we need more iron. For men, it's actually better a vegan diet because you guys don't, forgive me, have a monthly period. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate you. You don't have to bleed. Okay. Yeah. You don't have to bleed. So you're not, you're not losing iron every month. Yeah. So you won't become anemic, but they're showing that the constant, um, intake of iron builds up in our bodies and can cause hardening of the arteries. From you know, that, what's so. interesting is my dad and I got to go get this checked out. He's my dad's getting a little older and he has to every once in a while go give blood to limit the amount of iron. And I don't know if I've told you that. So I got to go get that checked out because you're right. It causes hardening of the arteries, and which is, you're basically like your insides are rusting. That's why men do better on vegan. Women become relatively unhealthy, anemic. So you just think it's just lifestyle every day waking up. It's lifestyle and common sense and just understanding the simple math, right? It's like, okay, fat is stored energy. If you eat more energy than you burn in a day, you'll store it as fat. It's, it is that simple. I'm not saying it's easy to be healthy, but I am saying understanding it is very simple. And the crappy advice is always someone selling you a load of bullshit about, well, you can eat all the fat you want if you just don't eat gluten. Or, and it, it, it's, or oh, you just go plant-based and it's the awesomest thing. It's like, <laughs> no, it's just common sense okay so what's a day like what did you eat before you came here what's a day in the life for you with food and workout um so for me in the morning I kind of go back and forth I have like five breakfasts that I rotate depending on mood um so sometimes it's like organic yogurt and organic granola I'm obsessed with that love crunch granola I need to try that what is crack dude no don't do it to yourself You will not stop eating. It's so good. But is it like healthy? Can you? Is it something? You it's could... organic. Okay. So again, right? It goes back to just don't overeat it. Okay. So it's sugar and fat, but it's not. It's and oats and what have you. It's organic. It tastes great. So it's not chemical garbage. If you don't overeat it, you'll be fine. It's hard to do though. <laughs> so I put like a quarter of a cup on. Um, this organic Greek yogurt, and that was breakfast today. But sometimes it's like two eggs over easy on whole grain toast. And I love D- Dave's Killer Bread is a brand that I like. I love that brand. It's so good, right? Yeah, it's really oh good. Oh, my God. And then uh, sometimes it's like a protein shake um, with uh, bone um, bone broth protein powder from Dr. Axe. I like that brand. I like that brand, too. Um, it's a really – he's a good guy. I feel good about myself after hearing your breakfast. Yeah, no, he's, he's a good guy. Um and so, uh, and I'll do that sometimes and other times I just get lazy and I have like two nature's path, organic waffles, <laughs> some grass fed butter and coffee, always coffee. Um, and that's usually what breakfast looks like. Lunch is usually some sort of protein salad, chicken. Like for example, today I'm, uh, meeting, um, one of my, uh, coworkers at Le Pan and I'm probably going to have like the vegan quiche only because... It doesn't have a million calories like the other one. And then um, the cheese plate. So I get to have the cheese plate because <laughs> it's so good. Uh, and then I'll have like probably beef jerky as a snack, like an organic. Like Country Archer is a good brand that I okay. like. Um, and then I have my – we're all going to see Star Wars tonight. I went and saw it last night. How was it? Amazing. No, it was amazing. Tell her the or truth. Was it was you know, you Because the last one I thought was like – I thought it was amazing. I'm a big Star Wars fan. Me I, too. I like went so. late last night and did it. Um no, it was amazing. I thought it was amazing, but then I said I have to process some things. I'm going again on he Saturday. He to process some things. Okay, because the last like, one I didn't, I was like, I didn't love the casting. The last one they had to like get people fired up about it again. You know okay, what I mean? yeah, like the guy from Girls, like I get it, he's super cute, but like a bad guy, I, I can't. Every time he takes off his helmet, and he's supposed to be Kylo Adam, Ren. Adam Driver. I'm uh, like, yeah, yeah, I'm like, that's that, the guy yeah. from Girls. I can't 
get around that. He like, went by himself last I night. I was pumped because Mark Hamill's back, and I feel like he's, at least from my, like, what I think, I feel like he's been a really good dude. Okay. And he's, like, a cool guy, you know? All right. And so I feel like this is, like, really redeeming for him. He's, like, back as Luke Skywalker. You know, because, like, he got really typecast for a while. No, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. You know, and like, they, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but then he started, he did a lot of voice acting, so he, like, played the Joker for Batman for the cartoon. All those, I didn't know that. You know, like, the Batman cartoon? Yeah, of course I do. So he's played the Joker all these years. That's his voice. And so, like, I just feel like it's cool because he's got, like, you know, he's like, you know. So when John Travolta got on Pulp Fiction and got another chance, kind of like that. Kind of like that. You're too young to really appreciate that he was super cool and then he was not cool at all. I didn't know that. It was like, look who's talking too with Kirstie Alley. And that was kind of the low point, I think. <laughs> then he came back with on Pulp Fiction. It was like the Mac again. So okay. this could be Mark Hamill's like Pulp Fiction of sorts. I have no idea what you guys are talking about. I was at the Beverly Hills Hotel having a glass of wine. <laughs> yeah, she, I didn't even try to. I didn't even try yeah, to. I don't know. But Princess Leia died. How's that working out? Like you, is it how they pull that shit off? <laughs> I don't know. Well, I don't want to ruin anything. I'm not going to. Okay, 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 okay. No, he like well, gets nervous to ruin anything for anyone. No, like, I didn't appreciate no, the way they offer. Han Solo. I thought that was anticlimactic last yeah, year. They I fuck, was like, they really? fucked him up. Um, <laughs> yeah, but you just know? dumped him off a fucking bridge. I was like, really? Like, <laughs> he, we're not gonna have. It, like, he felt like a limp. Like, yeah, like a, dude, what the fuck? And remember when they froze him in that carbon thing, like yeah. back with Jabba? Like that shit was dramatic. Yeah. Like, no, where was that? That you know? Do you know what? Uh, to go on another tangent, you know what? My, we were talking about assholes, and um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's this. True. There's people on Twitter already right now, like ruining. The, don't go on Twitter. They're ruining the end of the movie. And it's like bastards. We were talking before about like how like people can, are assholes. Like the majority. Oh my god. Yeah. Like, let's let's talk about it a little because we were like I was trying to tell Lauren like I. I just ne- need to know what she's gonna have at the movie theaters, and then you guys can talk. Oh, about oh sorry, sorry. I wanted. I need um, to know. Do you have popcorn? Do you have? Do you bring your own? What do you do? I do. Listen, bring, who gives a shit about the popcorn? I do let's bring go back my own to popcorn. I knew you were gonna. But say I that. let my kids. Like, like, I let them go there. Yeah. Because, you know what? At first, I thought I was going to be such a freak about their food. And they're both, like, super fit. They're active all the time. So I try to remove chemicals. But when you're at the movies... You got to let them have a little experience. Otherwise, they're going to grow up and, like, be weirdos. They're going to be like, I never had a fucking ICA yeah, in my life. I used to have so. friends that would, like, you know, their parents were so crazy on them. And then they would come to the house and they'd be like, Binge. rave. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Why do you want all that stuff? Maybe you're charms. sick. <laughs> yeah, you can't. I know. So how is it having kids and being such a boss and building what you're building? Like, tell me. I want to know because we're getting ready soon. They're gangsta. Don't even get any, any, any like ideas. At first, at first, when you first have kids, you're like, what the fuck have I done? And, <laughs> and then you literally, you're like, can I return it? Like, what? You know? And we did get two at the same time because we adopted our daughter. My partner had our son. So, you know, that was shitty. But, it, like, now they're kind of gangster. Like, I kind of like them now. How old now? You know, five and seven. Okay, so, like, what are the years? So it's, like, one to three. It's a huge pain? It's or? a fucking nightmare. Like, you wish you were dead. It's just, you, you're like, oh, my God. It just, it's, it's brutalizing. Why? It's, like, because can't you get help? It doesn't even matter. Like, just every experience is a hell ride, especially if you have two kids. So, like, something that should be so simple that has never fucking even crossed your mind, like an elevator button, can turn into the most, like, will literally turn your stomach. Like, you'll get an ulcer from approaching an elevator because of the war that will occur. Because someone wants to press the button. Yes. The other wants to press Def the button. Yes, DEFCON 1 over a fucking elevator button. Like, literally, I have grabbed both of them and held them, like, up. I've ha- and just been like, I will fucking kill both of you. I'm pushing the goddamn Who's elevator button. Who's more strict, you or your partner? Oh, me. Heidi's like... Guys, I reckon it's not, and then maybe we'll go to a bedtime. And then maybe every day is fucking Disneyland. But me, I'm like, go to bed. Eat that. How do you... Because I fucking said so, that's why. I feel like, you know, like I grew up with a, like, a tough dad, the old Navy guy, grew up a long time ago. And, you know, you grew up tough. Like, how do you now? Everyone's so soft, I feel like. Oh, it drives me crazy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I can't. Like, uh, obviously, no. like, I don't get it. I got in trouble yeah. on a podcast one time. I was like, do you, like, hit the kid? Like, do you spank him anymore? Like, you can't do that, you know? Like, you don't you ever want to do that. You don't. Know, you don't do that. But, but the like, only how do reason, because I, I literally said to because we got a parenting expert, because I was like, I'm going to smack him. <laughs> I'm going to whack that kid on the ass. I mean, like, yeah. he just, he, like, vandalized someone's car at school when he was three shit in the middle of the playground. <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> Shit in the middle of the play. And, of course, Heidi didn't tell me, right? So the next day when I took them to school, they're like, how's Phoenix? And I was like, he's fine. 
Why? And like I, five people, right? So finally I go to get my car and this sweet kid named Sean who like helps with the parking, whatever, was like, I cleaned up your boy's shit yesterday. <laughs> oh my God. And I, I literally was like, oh my God, Sean, you're joking, right? He's like, no, my man, you shit right in the middle of the play. And I fucking called Heidi and I was like, you didn't think to tell me? You let me walk into that literal shit storm? Like, I got the stink eye from everybody at the school. You didn't think to warn me our son shit in the playground? Oh, my like, God. Oh, he's so just funny. a beast. Where were we? So I, w- I literally said to the parenting person, I'm like, he needs a smack on the ass. I'm telling you, he needs to feel the fear. And she, you know, she's like, all you're ro- doing is role modeling. Yeah. Aggression, which is exactly what we don't want him to do. So... But I, every now and again, he gets the arm grab. You know what I'm talking about? My mom was a black Dude. belt, and she never like I never got like, but like she would had this little like little like Me, twist. Arm grab. Me too. A little yeah, arm the twist. Little arm twist. Yeah, and I'm like, a black belt. And, yeah. yeah, and I, oh, you are, so <laughs> yep. was she. Oh, you guys would like each other. She was like breaking bricks and shit with her head. Yeah. But I would be. I needed it because I was out of control when I was a kid. You needed running. to feel contained. Well, I would be like, you know, like when you're a kid. Smart. Do they That's go, why. Do they go into the um, you know, when you, if you're like Nordstrom's or something, and the kids like go inside the like little clothing racks. I would yep. be in there. She could never find me, and so I would try to get away, and she just twist, and then I'd be like. Drop to my knees, and be like, okay, I can't do it. But yeah. you can't, you can't do that anymore. If you do that in public now, you're going to, you're going to jail. I'll definitely give them a little arm grab, little twist. And it's one of these. I said, stop, <laughs> and they'll be like, oh fuck, bitch is serious. <laughs> like they, you know, and you kind of just little, just a little squeeze and the look, right? But now they're my daughter's always actually been pretty chill. It's son is just, and it's because I'm telling you. It's the super, not that my daughter's not smart, but it's the super smart ones. And then they, they feel anxious if you don't contain them. They're like, oh my God, I'm in control. I'm three, I'm There's four, There's so much five. dynamic to this. It's crazy. And you have to like, you have to contain them, but you want to positively incentivize. <laughs> it's a fucking nightmare. Do you know how much money I've wasted on this? <laughs> But I literally you, looked at him. I'm like, can't you just not be an asshole? I have wasted thousands of dollars on this lady. But I would lady. feel like you'd be proud in a way. Like, you know, like if they're like screwing off you at are. school because you're like, you are. you're looking at him. You're like, yeah. you, maybe you don't want him just sitting there like a meager mouse. You want him, you want him, you kind of want them doing their yeah, thing. Yeah, you do. You know? And like, like literally, like I tried to, we go over like when, so he had a, this special today, right? For the Christmas, whatever the fuck, saying it's like, <laughs> just, it's the worst. I don't understand. It's so bad. It's like. Every rendition of every song is just butchered and murdered. It's like, it's just, if I was a snowman. It's just fun. So, you know, they had to do this dance and my son was pissed because it was like a step touch and he felt it was really white. And I, I was like, it is really white. I understand that you're upset about this. And I was like, what do you want to do? And he wanted to break dance. And I was like, then fucking break dance. He's like, I'll go to the principal's office. I go, is it a rule or is it a law? He's like, it's a rule that we have to do the step touch. And I was like, well, fuck it. Rules are meant to be broken. I'm the ultimate god here. Do your breakdance and tell him to call me. He didn't, though. Poor little guy. I was hoping. hoping, I even told him I'd give him 20 bucks if he did. He still didn't do it. But that's good that I think that you're telling him to to be different and to step out. If you don't want to do it, don't do it. If it's the the law, now you don't want to go to jail. A lot of you have to, I mean, obviously your kids are very young, but like... I get worried watching and thinking back on my like schooling. Like it, the, the school system does not set you up to succeed. No. It sets That's you true. up to stay in a box. I mean, this yeah, is a whole does. podcast about college. We sometimes we get in trouble because we're like, just do you, you know? Yeah. Everyone should just do you. Yeah. So you're right. With kids running your business, what's a day in the life? Is it is it different? Well, I didn't every get past day? fucking. Uh, um, it, ju- it is different every single day. Every day depends what you're doing. Yeah. But it's usually a, a hybrid of family and personal. And it just depends on what's the most pressing at the moment. So it could be a work thing that's taking up all your time. And then, you know, you're, you're seeing the kids in the morning and at night and on the weekends. And then there are days when I can be like the cool mom and my schedule's chill and I can like go to their karate class and, make faces at them and give them the finger when their teacher's not looking <laughs> really upsets my daughter, which is why I do it all the time. It's amazing. You don't want your kids to like swear or do drugs, be a crack addict and swear your ass off. Like, they won't do it. They literally like, I got it literally. If I showed you my text, Heidi was like, your son does not want you to say fuck or give him the finger this morning. <laughs> and so of course my brother and I were like, you guys oh, sound like fun yeah. parents, really fun parents. I, I, I think it sounds pretty fun. 
it's interesting. Like, I want them to be fucked up, but like not so fucked up. Like so fucked up that they're funny, you know, and smart yeah. and interesting, but not so fucked up they can't hold down a job or have a relationship. So it's a fine line. I, I'm hoping that we really strike a balance with that, but we won't know, I'm guessing, for another 20 years. So we'll see. How much of your day is fitness? How much do you spend working out? Four half hours a week. Four half hours a week. Yeah, because this dude busy but you look you look like you're in the gym like i I mean people i mean when i walked in i was like you're so fit oh you're so so sweet no like four and a half hours a week is but that's maintenance so muscle memory it's yeah yeah, if, if you if you've eaten well right maintenance is predominantly food anyway weight loss is exercise but maintenance is just don't eat too much it's very simple Fitness, again, is like four half hours a week training the right way. And I don't have a problem doing what's the most effective. Whereas you might say to me, you know, what's going to be the most effective workout? Well, it's the one you're going to do. If I say do jump squats and you would rather jump out of this window right here, then that's not going to work right. for you. But if I tell myself it's four half hours a week, then I can go in and do the jump squats and get the most for the time I'm spending. And so, is it strength training that you like? It's a combination of... What do I like? I mean, I like parkour classes and MMA lessons and, I mean, and a yoga class and a spin class. But what's <laughs> going to be the most effective? It's going to be HIIT training, plyometrics, resistance training with free weights, body weight training, like in- intensity. Do you train yourself? Yes. But I do work with other trainers, and because when I train myself, I'm lazy ass. Like, yeah, that's. I mean, I think that's the most more. important reason, right? You have to have a good trainer, but it's having somebody that you that's holding you accountable and like yeah. pushing you. Right? Pushing you. That's what exactly about your partner? It. Do you guys train together? Oh God, she fucking won't train with me. One time, I was trying to get her to. Oh my God! If, if you were around <laughs> me, I'd be like, out of the gym. she doesn't want to train with you. She hates my guts. She <laughs> literally will. Literally, just she'll just leave. She'll just walk out and leave. So, yeah, no. She doesn't listen to anything I say, actually, which is so frustrating. <laughs> Does she do that to you? Because, yeah. like, that's... Nothing. Not a listen. fucking word I say. I, I, I'm like, how many times yeah. do I have to show you that I'm always right? And it's, it's oh, like... Oh, gosh. my God. She, See, I knew she, we were going to fucking get along. Right. I knew it. And then she'll say, no one's ever always right. I'm like, fine, then. You know what? I'm never wrong. Which one does it need to be here for you to you, get it? You know... The first fucking time. <laughs> no, there, it's never going to be the first time. I mean... <sighs> Tell her what you said in our wedding vows. What did I say? You well, said, I said a lot of things. I what? wish that you wouldn't go through the asshole to get to the brain. No, I said like basically like I <laughs> promise to stick around every time you decide to do the things the absolute hardest goddamn way possible. <laughs> That's exactly what she does. I like. It's exactly what she does. Is she involved in to your business at all? Oh hell no. So she's you guys like are a, separate. She's a gardener, dude. She's a fucking farmer. <laughs> wow. So how did you guys meet? I want to hear the whole story. Is that a whole different podcast? That's a rough story right there. (laughs) Uh, She was dating someone else. I was dating someone else. And the person she was dating, the person I was dating were friends. Oh, drama. Uh, But it wasn't... like, but you know what? It's it okay because now you guys have like fully like yeah. kids and you everything. Justified like, it, you think? Yeah. Like nine years later, yeah. I'm like, there's well, a, there's a similar story for Lauren and I. And I feel oh, like good, I'm good. justified now. I was like, listen, we got married. Like, we're, right. like you can't be mad about it, right? Like, right. It was meant to be. Yeah. It was serendipity. That's yeah. what, that's what I said. And when her um, uh, ex girlfriend broke into my house, <laughs> at, I swear to God, at like sure, 10:30 would, at night. Listen, and we were in a compromising position. I mean, I did say, I was like, well, if it's any consolation, I do like her. And Heidi just fucking slunk out from behind one of my chairs, butt-ass naked, got dressed. And I was like, well, call me later if you need a place to stay. And here we are, right? Nine years later, we have two kids. Um, I wouldn't fucking I, break into your house. I feel like... I, broke I, into my fuck. Well, here's the thing. I did leave the door unlocked. But <laughs> I didn't think she was going to fucking find out. How, she like went, broke into her email, found out where she was, like through the fucking door. It was amazing. You guys are married now, so she can't get mad. Well, She's yeah. got to get over it. That's what... Who, I don't know. We, neither one of us have seen her. In, like, and what about your podcast? Um, that started off of a radio show. Okay. At KFI, which was an AM station here in LA a gazillion years ago. Um, and it was like a little, like, take a collar kind of, you know, oh, I need to lose five pounds. And then it just became kind of this irreverent riffing, uh, with my podcast producer. And so we do fitness segments, nutrition segments, and then it's kind of stories about what's going on in our, in our life and what have you. Um, 
not quite as, as cool and fun and, and overarching as yours because it's fitness based. But I love it. But Podcasting's sort of fun about. though because you get to meet. You know, like we didn't. We weren't doing the podcast. We were just sitting here talking about people being assholes, right? We were just. It's true. And so, like, my favorite thing about the podcast is the amount of people you can connect with, you can reach. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, so authentically yourself. It's a great outlet for self-expression. It's a different medium. You don't have to dress up. It's not. You're not leading with your looks. Which Although I, you look great. No, I, <laughs> you should have seen me. Yesterday. I didn't dress up. You should have seen me yesterday. No, 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 no. no. I, normally, I'm like. Schmeagol from like Great <laughs> Game of Thrones. Like it's no, not Game of Thrones. Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Whatever. <laughs> Game of what? Thrones. She Damn. doesn't watch Lo- uh, Game, no. does she? No, she did like that one. Andy Circus is also playing, you know, in Star Wars. He did Schmeagol. I don't know what Little you're talking Sims. about. Yeah. She not I'm a nerd. Game? I like podcasting as a medium. She though. watches Game of Thrones. No, but she gave up on it. <gasps> she quit. I, I kept going. When? When did she quit? I she quit. Just quit. She just quit. I got a little bored. With Where it. were you when you quit? She was like recently. Like she was like, eh. I'm like, how do you quit now? Season what? Were you in? Like, the, like, like the recent season. Like the recent <gasps> ones. Yeah, it's weird. It's, it's too weird. much dynamic. I'm tired. You got this far in and and gave up now? Yeah. I t- you got, I mean, the season to have pulled that shit was in the beginning when there were like a thousand people and we didn't know who anybody was. It's too You're confusing. doing that now? It's, you know what? I feel like I I'm can't so obsessed quit. with my business that when I want to watch TV, I want to zone out and watch Real Housewives. Like I want to see Ramona's crazy eyes. I feel like I don't even know if I really want to be watching anymore, but I'm bested. Right? Like, I'm in this far, so I'm going to finish it. You're that into it? Winter is coming, motherfuckers. Winter is here. It's here. Winter's here. Winter's here. <laughs> they have Dude. a dragon. It's a whole fucking thing. Oh, All right. Well, Although, maybe. I was underwhelmed with Walking Dead. Do you do that one? I'm, I don't watch listen, that either. I'm really done with it, but I've been, the again, I'm in invested, so far right? that I'm stuck in it. You know, this I, season, I thought, sucked. <laughs> and I yeah, I was so disappointed. Like, nothing freaking happened. Why did I say freaking there? I said fucking like a... Th- yeah, well, hey, watch your language. Okay. Yeah, yeah watch, watch your language. <laughs> Shit. Where okay. can everyone find you? Um, Pimp yourself out. Tell us where... Pimp myself out. Uh, honestly, for the three people that don't know you. Yeah, for Phil. the three people no, that no, don't no. know you. Uh, the, honestly, look, if you want to work out with me, the app store. The app is the is the best way of doing it. And we're doing a New Year's special. Um but don't you have a link? They should go through your link. Yes. Well, I have. I interviewed you on the blog. Right. You yeah, can they go to the go blog. Your link. And also, we did a giveaway on Instagram where three people won. Right. Um. So you can definitely look through that. But I, I want to know like your podcast, your Instagram handle, your website. Give us like all, all like pimp Apple yourself out now. It's Apple, Apple, Google Play. The podcast is there. The app is there. But you can also find it through the website jillianmichaels.com, which is just a squeeze page for like the blogs. The Tells you where to go for everything. Points to everything. I did get to do something fun, and I promised that I would do my best to um, pimp it out. So, um, Amazon, this is something you should do. Uh, Amazon is just starting a favorite things. The first person they got to do it was Oprah. Amazing. I'm the second because it's they started the test. low. They started low, exactly. Yeah. Yes, and uh, I'm the second person that's doing it. It's like a skinned page of your favorite stuff. Um, and so because New Year's coming up, they were like, okay, we'll have Jillian do it. And it's like amazon.com forward slash Jillian Michaels. Okay. Um, and I should put you in touch with Sarah over there. Cause this, you'd Is it like this. a shop page? I have like my, my shop. I don't know if it's the same kind. It, uh, okay. But now it's skinned. So like they literally, you'll have put like your brand banners, a video, they put your whole yeah. brand and beautiful, all your favorite stuff. So like all my fitness stuff, all my, and it's, you handpicked everything snacks. Exactly. Like my favorite workout. I'm going to go look at your snacks. Um, but you, you'd crush that shit. They skin it for you so that it's like specifically for you. And then they drive traffic for your avenue. So people searching fitness will get driven to my favorites. That's awesome. It's really cool. I'm going to go shop all your snacks. You I know, do have good I'm going to go put them all choices. in your we had a, cart. We had a meeting yesterday. And um, this is a tangent. But basically, like, the meeting lost all credibility for me. And I just zoned out because the oh. guy basically said, Am-, he told in the middle of the meeting, he's like, Amazon doesn't drive any traffic. And I was like, well, <gasps> done. I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> I was like, dude, is I was he, like. Was he, is he high? <laughs> Is he, maybe he's addicted to Percocet. I was like, do you live on Earth? Like, <gasps> Amazon doesn't drive traffic? He's like, Amazon doesn't have enough volume. Michael has been talking about that for like 45 years. And I and I, I remember my eyes just glazed over and I started just thinking about like Star Wars and what I was going to do later and what I was going to order. And, What's and, next for you? Oh my God. Um, God, we have a fitness platform, which is a streaming platform called Fit Fusion. Um, and it is literally like... Netflix 
first generation right now where we have existing content that people have put on the platform. And that's also an app and Roku, Fire, Amazon, Google. But what we're doing right now is a raise because my, my goal is to turn it into a lifestyle channel and be able to go to influencers and give them programming because the app exists in Comcast, AT&T, but also totally Apple TV, Genius. Roku, all these other channels and say like, all right, you're a rock star in all of these mediums. However, I can put you in search. Like just what you were saying, collabs yeah. with all these other experts. So it becomes like a record label, like Rock Nation, but for influencers across lifestyle brands, like food, fitness, wellness, well-being, um, and essentially give them programming. So right now it's like 1.0. We've got good distribution Decent fitness content, but the goal is to complete this raise and then shoot original content. Really cool. And continue to expand the distribution. That is so that's a my lot of work. Term goal. Jeez, you got a lot on your plate. No, I love it. It's fun though. Like, you're amazing at it. Thank you so Thank much for you coming guys. on. You are just such a gem. Thank, Thank you. you. No, you're the bomb. You got to come back on. May, so ma maybe bring your kids. Oh, shit. <laughs> you're fucking kidding. You can't handle that. Wait. Just a few things before you guys take off. Do you want a short email from me? Tipsy Thursday is a quick email with lots of value that includes five tips from me. Favorite song of the week, show, book, wellness tip, random tricks, and lots of easy beauty hacks. It's super short and just a little TSC aperitif for you and always juicy. To check it out, go to theskinnyconfidential.com and click Born Everett's and then click subscribe. Just drop your email in the box and you will get the next one. Secondly, as always, giveaway time. To win a TSC meal plan, simply tell me your favorite part of this episode on my latest Instagram. And lastly, as always, if you rate and review the podcast, please, please, please screenshot it and email it to asklauren at theskinnyconfidential.com and we will send you my five secret beauty hacks straight to your inbox. Thank you for your time and attention. We love you guys. This episode was brought to you by Thrive Market. Thrive Market is a one-stop shop for high-end, high-quality, and highly discounted groceries, supplements, beauty products, and household supplies. Thrive Market guarantees its customers 25 to 50% below retail on all items because it cuts out the middleman. Thrive Market is offering all TSC him and her listeners $60 in free groceries and free shipping with a one-month trial when you go to thrivemarket.com skinny. Again, that's thrivemarket.com skinny. Happy shopping. I think you guys will love it. It's the perfect way to start 2018.